Yo, what up, Nashville? Three tell is on the air. Glad you're with us, Brent Doherty, Don Davenport. Hey, Don, how are Hi. you? I'm in the building. You are in the building. Uh, Second day in a row. Woohoo! Progress, baby. I see Lucas Pantica in the production room. I also see Brett Batchelor in the production room. Joe Hunk will be back, uh, I think, on Monday. Yes, I hope. hopefully. Yeah. Miss that dude. Is he, is he still playing PlayStation 5 games even though the season's over? A, that's a guarantee. You can guarantee Practicing that. Practicing for next year. You can guarantee that. And there he is. He's Ron Slay. And from Nashville, Tennessee, at six foot eight, at power forward, Ron Slay. <laughs> Y'all better buckle up, because this car ain't got no room. Let's go, baby. Slate benefited from uh, Rhett Bryan being disgusted that the season was over, that he had to p- pour himself into some Put other some production in work. His boy. Yeah. Rick Gore to be. Uh, so before the break, we were talking, we'll get into these uh, NFL uh, bits of news. Denver Broncos have hired Packers OC Nathaniel Hackett as head coach. Does that mean Aaron Rodgers is now in the AFC West along with uh, mm. Mahomes, Justin Herbert? Please no. Mahomie. Um Bears hire uh, Indianapolis defense coordinator Matt Eberflus as their head coach. Colts take another hit. Some heck of a name. Eberflus. Hey, yo. Um, but we were talking about, and Big Ben retired today. Those are uh, some of the big stories out there. And Jacksonville is a is a Shiano uh, show. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Tennessee beat Florida. Did, Go Vols! Did we hit that? Get, Gator. You get. Get out of here, little Gator. It looks like Tennessee is embracing that gangster role now. Uh, you know what, though, man? I don't want to go that far. You don't want to go that far yet? Nope, uh-uh. I, I don't want to go that far. I think they found something where they're, they're, they're embracing the y'all ain't tough. Y'all, you, you know, like people feel like they can push them around. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to say. We said after the LSU game, it looked like that there was a coach or somebody that got yes. with them all together. Yep. And challenge their toughness. Yep. And it started, I think it started at Vandy game. Vandy game, then LSU game, then you saw it again last night. Like, it's, it's are you going to get pumped? And I did saw, I did saw, I just got on LeRon about saying that this morning. <laughs> I did see that Chris Walker um, went on Twitter after the game and said, fight or flight. So that could be a, a mantra. Like, when, like, because when you say gangster, that means you bringing the fight to him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like That's I, what I'm watching. I don't really. Ah, I, I think I think they they there and they standing their ground. And you know what I'm saying? They they ain't gonna be pumped no more. I think that's what it is. Like my era, we were going out to go to find the fight. Chris Lofton and them, they were going to go find the fight. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think this group is going. Grant and them will go find the fight. This group ain't going to find the fight, but they had to fight. I don't know. Euros looks like he's trying to find a fight. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> head coach even mentioned him after yeah. the game. Like, you can go too far. Yeah, and that yeah, he's like, I don't need anybody uh, uh, snapping at the bench. See, he's one but see that watch. happened in the game that you did. You <laughs> yeah. saw it. Yep. LSU players were going at the Tennessee players that were on the bench, talking and, crazy, and the Tennessee players weren't saying anything. They didn't say a thing. So. Maybe, I think maybe that himself. is the point where you can turn back to yeah. that game right there. And I'm going to tell you somebody else that embodies it without even being pushed. Ziegler. 
Yeah. I think Zakai is a guy that, that, that feels that need. And a lot of that is being the little guy out there. Like, you ain't going to forget about me. That's why you see him going to grab six boards. You see him being a pest on defense. Like, he, he knows a, who he is. He is a pest on defense. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So, I think that's something that they embody in the front court. I mean, in the back court. And Santi, man, who really can't move his feet, is crafty enough to be a steady defender. So, you got that, and then if you just get Kennedy to stop reaching, you'll be fine. Yeah, Sante's embracing his Euro game. He is. And off the ball, that dude is awesome. I really like to line up when Ezekiel, uh, excuse me, uh, Zakai Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Ziggler and Chandler are in the game at the same time. They look good. They look good because the ball is, man, it's, it's, it's flowing. Because that enables Chandler to be off the ball, too. Yep. And then Sometimes. you see, they, 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 it looks like they held the fort down long enough for Fulke to start to get his feet, start to get his feet wet again. He looked, he looked, and I know not in the numbers, even though he finished with nine, not in the numbers, he looked better as him, as a guy impacting the game. A lot of offensive rebound tip backs. You're not going to see it in the numbers, but the energy that we got to see last night was different. Uh, watch, watch the show on Zone TV, Twitter, Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitch. Twitch, please. Chuck says, sending warm thoughts. Dawn looks really cold. <laughs> She's chilling. Thank She's you. chilling right now. She ain't I'm chilling. very comfortable right now. Yeah, Are you comfortable in the fact that Bruce Pearl will continue to be the Auburn basketball coach and not not take the Louisville job? Yes. No, and, and we went. Slave's got this little grin. I know. I know. It's like this little Shiano eating grin over there that I don't appreciate. He ate the canary. I don't know how that became a thing. It's like, uh, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Like, how did that become a saying? Who's skinning cats? Hey, Babs is crazy. Except for Slay, whenever Tennessee know. plays some kind of cat. Oh, uh, yeah. Any kind of kitty cat. He's, he'll he'll skin, skin them. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna so, I, I guess, and, and I'll go ahead and admit that maybe I'm a little biased. Mm-hmm. I would be too. But I don't under I understand what you're saying, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but Louisville and and just to let you in the the behind the scenes of this, this was a very animated text chain between us <laughs> <It was. laughs> already yep. uh prior to this on-air conversation. <laughs> but I don't understand why you would want to leave Auburn with what you have and where you are right now for Louisville. Mm-hmm. 18-1, number one in the country. Yes, thank you. Say that Undefeated again? in the SEC, number two team in the SEC has, what, three losses? Mm-hmm. They got a huge lead. They're winning the conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and part of it was... Uh, Alan Green and the AD, he's the AD there, and the president and everybody at Auburn supported Bruce through whatever the heck, yep. you know, the investigation, the, the you know, self-imposed, whatever. He mm-hmm. has the support of the administration, clearly. He has the support of the student body. Kids show up for games. Um, Auburn is the best place in the world. Uh, now that 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 I would admit might be a little biased. Well, but- that's what's funny in his little soundbite there. He said, "Is Auburn is a really small school and the athletes are just here to grind." I was no, like, he said it's a small college town. College town, mm-hmm. yeah, small college town. Yeah, which Not is school, sorry, which is great because then your players are it on campus, especially right now with football being a little off and Harson trying to build things there. Like, your your guys are the guys. Your team is the team. Now, if you're saying Bruce Pearl is up for the Duke job, 
or the Kentucky job or one of those true blue blood programs that Louisville isn't, then maybe I'd say, okay, I get it. Because we had this conversation when I was talking about Mark Stoops Mm -hmm. at Kentucky where for all the success he's had in football and what he has built that program into and done it the right way. And, and I mean, he is the man, Kentucky football. Guess what? That is always a basketball school. Without question. And I think that will always stick in the crawl of Stoops that he is the head football coach at a basketball school. So I understand what you're saying. Bruce Hill is the head basketball coach at a football school. Always going to be second fiddle. See, I was thinking. But I feel like he's treated differently than like a Kentucky. You always are until you go to Louisville. And Louisville is treated like a Kentucky. When's the last time Louisville was Louisville? Um, Within the seven years that, um, what's the name, Patino left. After Patino left, what Auburn has done, um, what he's built up there at Auburn is amazing. Um, They made it to the Final Four. That's that's it. With Patino being gone, they thought they were getting something in Chris Mack at Louisville. Mm -hmm. Um, With his... His success that he had at Xavier, I thought I thought they were getting something in Chris Mack also. I did too. But I will say this. With Louisville and recruiting, it's totally different than Auburn and recruiting. You still got a scratch and claw at Auburn to recruit. You ain't got a scratch and claw as much as Louisville to recruit. See, and Bruce Pearl is a hell of a guy. Sure? And not, but hold up. Because I love <clears throat> you, but you're old. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now. So, I'm, I'm telling you, Babs. So, like Louisville isn't believe. the Louisville of the past. Yeah, they're not that of the they're not they're not that of the past right now because they don't have that coach to take to take the bull by the horns and lead them. They want to be led. They don't have anything to pour into up there. Chris, but I'm talking Chris like Mack the, the youth of today. Trust and believe. It's a. It's um. It's programs in Louisville in place that. Louisville can be right back in the upper echelon of college basketball. They're ready without to getting cheat. anyone. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, they, they're ready to That's achieve success. Yes, they are okay. ready to achieve gotcha. success. They've got and all I say their this with, programs in with, place. With Auburn, like you said, just everything you went with Auburn, what he's built up down there. After Jabari Smith leaves and Walker Kessler leaves this year, they're back to the ground floor. You know what I'm saying? So everything that number one is back out the door. You can rejuvenate it right there in Louisville. But I've that's seen them go crazy. That was just basketball. That was just basketball. That was just basketball. It feeds off of football at Auburn, without question. Just like at Tennessee, I would say the same thing. But you're gonna be second fiddle regardless. Like you can be over the Lady Vols, even with all their history, but you're still gonna be second fiddle to football. At Louisville, it's no question. I, I'm telling you, you got to trust me on this, Babs. I understand. Everything so you're you saying think is he goes? Huh? Do you think he goes? I don't think he does, personally. Me. The only thing he has in his pocket, Auburn has in his pocket, they stuck with him. But he's been there they seven years. Him. That's quite a long time yeah. in today's game at 61 years old. When you get there, like, a national championship there means a lot more than that national championship at Auburn. There's three national championships at Louisville. Um Amen. Lots of Final Fours. Amen. See, I, I was thinking like you were thinking, Don, and because I'd forgotten about Louisville being like that, and it's like quickly reminded y'all gotta me. I was be- like, oh, yeah. Y'all got to believe me, man. I- <laughs> but Denny Crum and, and those guys and and, and uh, Rick Patino, they, they are starving to compete with Kentucky. Long they'll do whatever ago, they have to. They'll do whatever they have to do 
to compete with Kentucky. The yeah. only reason Louisville's like that because uh, Lamar Jackson was there. They don't really care about that. They didn't want to go to the Yum Center. They want they want basketball to trump everything. Yeah, like I'm telling y'all. All right, we're gonna go to the uh, film room when we get back. Greg Cosell joins Cosell. us next. Three HL one zero four five. This home. Time to a little uh, film study. Greg Cosell joins us, executive producer and analyst for NFL Matchup, senior producer NFL Films, among other things, at Greg Cosell on Twitter, a must-follow if you like football. And if you like football, uh, if you're listening to us, you like football. Greg, what's up? How are you? Ren, what's happening? Um, Still dealing with what happened on Saturday. Uh, I think maybe uh, we've talked people off the couch uh, at this point of the week, but uh, it's been a tough one for sure. So what do you think happened on Saturday? They played Titans football. They did play Titans football, and that's what the coach said after the game. Like, it kind of went the way that we wanted, and and they just couldn't make the plays at the end. Well, you know, when you play Titans football and you want to win games like that, you can also lose games like that because you don't score enough points. Turnovers. Turnovers. Let's start with interception number one. Um, I thought – Go ahead. I, sorry, I, I I'm just like jumping in, this, like yeah. I'm the place or something. Go ahead, Dawn. I'm sorry, waiting for you, Dawn. Come on. So here's the deal, Greg. <laughs> this is the deal. Uh, do, I just want you to talk me through that entire play, like 12 personnel, the two receivers to the right, and and I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people are pointing to that as yes, Ryan Tannehill stared down his receiver, but there is a uh, a, a larger conversation about um about just, the concept of the play yes yeah. yes so, so the it. break up, it all down. all right so you want me you want me to talk you through it don yes i do <laughs> i would like that very much so. okay the titans open the game at 12 personnel close to the boundary twins to the field the bengals matched up with a six-man front at a base with the linebacker pratt on the ball making it a six-man front and Bates, the post safety, in what was three under three deep coverage, a zone coverage. The Titans ran a two-man route concept to the field off conventional play action, meaning Tannehill was under center. So Tannehill, off the play fake, only had one place to look. That was to the right side where the two receivers were. The design of the play, for the most part, was to throw the ball to Julio on the curl route. Um that was the only place you could really throw the ball because yeah. on the on the closed side of the formation, they basically stayed in to protect. And then I think one one of them leaked out, but it was late. He wasn't part of the play. So there was only one place for Jesse Bates to look. And the, and he and Tannehill was going to throw it to Jones. So he took Bates right to the throw. Yep. You know, that's that was the play. I mean, I don't know if they thought, based on their film study, if Bates would be a deeper post safety and wouldn't be in a position to react to the throw. But there was only one thing for for Bates to do because Tannehill off the play fake had only one place to look, and that took Bates right to the throw. So when you're watching that on film, is that a – I mean, do you look at – I don't do hot takes, Do you want me to rip – 
I don't do hot takes. Are you waiting for me to rip the no. play and the team and the no. whole offensive philosophy? No. no I'm... <laughs> Does it seem that like would I'm be pushing amazing. for that? Yes. No. What? So what did you see from Tannehill in that play? So we talked about the concept. We talked about his option. Tannehill had nowhere else to look. Okay. There was nothing to the others. There was no control of the deep safety with any route concept. So Tannehill had nowhere else to look but to Julio Jones. The other route was Brown, who ran on the outside vertically to the sideline. But by the way he ran his route, I almost felt as if he was a clear route and he was not really a viable option for the throw, that that play design was to hit Julio on a on the curl route. So Tannehill had nowhere else to, to look to throw the football. Yeah, it's interesting because Derrick Henry and, and one of the tight ends um, – Ended up in the same spot. Um, yeah, because there was no one else who was really part of the route concept. They just so, weren't blocking, so they just tried to get out. Is, yeah, is, I mean, yeah. they just they just released late, you know, in case you know, like let's say Julio fell down, you know, then then Tannehill would have to do something else. But that they weren't really par- primary parts of the play. So, you know, Tannehill, you know, it's easy to rip Tannehill. He had and say, well, he shouldn't have thrown it, but that was the play, and he had nowhere else yeah. to throw the football. So after the game, I, I'm in the car, and I'm listening, and Blaine Bishop uh, uh, was on the postgame show, um, who obviously played in a number of years, and played safety. He said, uh, Yes, I, I know Blaine. I know. And so <laughs> He played in Philly. <laughs> he did play in Philly for one year. He said it was quite an experience. Yeah. He's got a lot of great uh, great stories from that, um, that time in Philly. Uh, but he said something interesting to me that there wasn't a route that took that safety anywhere other than where he was, and he was surprised. He was surprised by that part of that play that well, there that's wasn't the point a route. I just made they did yeah. nothing mm-hmm. to control Jesse Bates. So you know, normally when you want to make a throw that a safety can can take part in, so to speak, you try to control him with another mm-hmm. route, so you get him out of there. They there was no there was no control of the safety Bates. So Bates had nowhere else to go, but to Julio Jones. So, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, are we sitting here saying, and, and it's just the way it is. I mean, they're not the only team that's ever done something like this, but you could argue that just the design of the play didn't have enough to it because there was no control of the safety. So great. It was the beginning of the game. That's, I mean, it's not like it was, was later in the game. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, but I want to hit on that too. <laughs> Before like that, like that was, that was play one, yeah, Greg. Like, you ain't got no uh, other. I'm aware you got of that. one I, you option on play one. Watch the game and the tape. So I know <laughs> it was play one. Well, oh, oh, so we're gonna give you one. Listen, Tannehill, coming out here, man. You got one option <laughs> on play one. Make something happen, right? <laughs> like so, what? So uh. the only way I can answer that because they know that too, because the staff is not stupid, <laughs> is they they must have thought based on film study. That Bates would retreat. That that Bates would retreat as his normal reaction, okay? And that he would end up being a deep post safety in their three under three deep zone coverage, and that he would not be in position to impact that play. That must have been what their film study had showed them to to call that play. My guess is they called that play figuring first down. Easy completion. Let's get 15 on the first play. We're going to play off our run game because we're in 12 personnel close to the boundary, mm. run formation, and we're going to get an easy completion based on our film study because that would be the reason you would call that play. And I heard you talk talk about it on um, that makes the so install. Much sense. 
Yeah, it does. Um, but it didn't. Um, but, but, but not from but Greg, Bates, but I'm saying from Bates, him. Bates did not do in my what I'm what they probably thought, thought he would he do, do based on their film study. So, so credit, credit to him. Then. Yeah, without question. So you got a guy like Mike Hilton, um, who made a heck of a play on this. But tell me if I'm wrong, Greg, because you watched the film, and I was saying, I was telling Brent. Um, it looked like he had an opportunity to do the same thing in the first quarter when they ran a screen to Chester Rogers. Also, it happened. This happened in what, what was the third quarter, the second pick, or the fourth quarter? You're talking about the interception by by, by Hilton? Mike Hilton, yeah. yeah. The interception by first Hilton, quarter. if I'm not third mistaken, quarter. came at the end of their first drive of the third quarter. Okay, not. Yeah, you're you're correct. This is after the big run. So was yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. They had yeah, they had the big run by Foreman. And again, I'm sure fans. We're, are probably bitching and moaning about the fact that they had four consecutive runs to start that series, mm-hmm. and then they they had that play. You know, they probably felt like let's just keep running the ball. You know, those are second guesses. And by the way, Hilton made an unbelievable play. Yeah. What happens if? Hear me out for a sec. You know, because I don't rip coaches. I just don't do that because mm-hmm. I know they work pretty damn hard. Because I know what I do. So, so let's assume that they anticipated the blitz by Hilton. Because where did Hilton come from? Hilton came from where they were throwing the ball, yep. correct? Yep. yep. So and let's Andy say, showed it early. And right, the safety so say, moved into position early. Correct. So let's say they anticipated that with the play call and, and the ball got to Rodgers. There was one less player there defensively who would have been in position to tackle Rodgers. So let's let's take the flip side argument and say that that was an unbelievably great play call, and Hilton just made a ridiculously great play. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know any of this, you know, because the team's not going to tell you that. Um, so, you know, we that's that's that why makes I don't sense. Want to, to rip this stuff because you know, if 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 he doesn't make an unbelievably great play, a body is removed, and for all we know, Rogers, you know, could score a touchdown on that play. Okay, let me let me say this, Greg. Um, Knowing a guy that played with Mike Hilton, and he said it would happen early in the week if they did that on the screen, talking about Ramon, and then looking at the first quarter where he had the same opportunity to pick this playoff too, he just missed it, and then right. they run it again in the third quarter, and this time he got it. So I mean, how many times well, you Hilton, go poke the bear? Like, yeah, I'm, but Hilton blitz, Hilton blitzes a lot. You know, you're right. not building your entire game plan around it, the fact that Hilton blitzes. Right. I mean, he blitzes a lot. Right. You know, there's, so there's different ways to handle blitzes. OK, uh, you know, you can let a guy blitz and beat him without accounting for him. You can, depending on down and distance and field location and all those things, you can actually assign someone to him anticipating the pressure. So you block him. You know, there's there's multiple ways to deal with those mm-hmm. kinds of things. So, you know, it's. Again, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that they that that was a bad job by the offense. The guy made a great play. What are you going to do? So the common denominator so far is the play call in Tannehill. So, okay, let's move on to the third one. Third one, I mean, (laughs) it looked like to me, and I don't break the film down like you do, Greg, but it looked like it was three bangles right there, and I'm trying to get it into a spot. Talking about the final interception To Westbrook Aquina, yes. All right, so you you want to go through that one too? Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, guess what, Greg? I, 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 I got nothing else to do. I'm thinking we should have had you on Monday, actually. I'll give you that one now. Okay. So the Titans we had 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide. Yep. They were in a three-by-one set with Westbrook Akini, the boundary X, meaning he was the single receiver to the short side of the field. 
Brown was number two to trips inside of Rogers. Julio was not in the game. So Westbrook Heaney ran the curl route versus off coverage corner Apple. And Tannehill behind great protection through with timing and precise ball placement. But what happened was Apple sat on the route. Okay. So he never moved off his spot. But that must have been the play design because Tannehill dropped back, hit his back foot, and threw it with great timing, and, and he put it right on him. So that must have been the play call. Now, wow. I'm sure people could be arguing, well, why are you throwing it to him and not Brown and Jones? You know, these are fan arguments, right. and, and some of them have validity. But that was clearly the play call. Tannehill did nothing wrong. He made a perfect throw. It's just that Apple never got off his spot. So he was sitting right there and was in perfect position to make a play on the ball. So y'all ain't got nothing else on that. Let me ask you this, Greg. Watching the league the way you watch it, and you watch film day in and day out of the season, and the last couple of seasons, is this the type of style offense that you can go win a championship with then? I would argue no for this reason. In my view, based on film study mm-hmm. and based on what I'm sure you guys saw when you watched, you know, Sunday night's game, because that's who they're competing with yeah. in addition to the team they lost to. Yeah. Um, your run game and your pass game must operate independently of one another because you never know when they're going to be needed in a given game. Mm-hmm. We can sit here and debate Derrick Henry all day long and Derrick Henry definitely did not have the same burst and velocity. Uh, he definitely looked a step slower, but that's not the point he was playing. Right. So now we've gone two years in a row in the playoffs where Derrick Henry was taken away by the opposing defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, last year against Baltimore, this year against Cincinnati. So what happens next? So now you have to have a pass game that operates independently of your run game. Mm-hmm. And to me, again, just from you know film study for years and years and you guys know I talk to coaches as well. You know, I that is to me a very important point. You must be able to line up and throw the football on any given down. You know, multiple looks, multiple formations, multiple personnel packages, motion shifts. You must be able to do that. Uh, you know, I mean, the reality is the Titans are competing with, and I know they beat these teams earlier in the year, and that's great. It's regular season. It's right. It's regular season. You know, they are now competing with the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs, okay, and potentially the Chargers if they can improve yes. in certain in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, are you are you going to beat those teams? And this is a question, okay? I'm not giving an answer. You know, you guys, right. this is what Sports Talk Radio is for. You guys can have fun with this. <laughs> you know, are you going to beat those teams and no knock on Mike Vrabel whatsoever. You know, one thing I learned early is there's 10 different ways to win. Are you going to beat those teams playing what is now perceived as Titans football? Mm-hmm. They had nine sacks. They dominated. Yeah. Dominated. Gave up one touchdown. That was on the ground. I hate that I right. even laugh when you say that. But, I mean, it's just ridiculous um, yeah. how well that's so, I mean, played. you know, they, they play. That's why when you said to me, what did I think of the game? I said they played Titans football. I wasn't yeah. being sarcastic. Mm-hmm. They played mm-hmm. Titans football. So well, and it's it's interesting too because like we had um, Ike uh, Taylor, Taylor 
on former uh, Steeler cornerback, and he said, "I thought you were about to say Ike Turner, and I was going to say, wow, that would be pretty.' You know, funny. Hey, man, I, boy, hey. Ooh, I'm looking for him. <laughs> I love how that combo. I actually, did say that off the air yesterday. Uh, but anyway, uh, and what he said was interesting about Tannehill. Um, are you going to be the truck or are you the trailer? Like, right. do you have I, to... I, I know Ike Taylor. He's he's a great interview too. Yeah, and I, I thought that that was an interesting thing because I think from a Titan fan perspective, I think the frustration lies in what you were just saying. They can't just simply line up and and say, "All right, everybody, we're going to pass the ball all day. Get out the way," like because that's not going to scare anybody. No, you you know, we talked all year. Look, the numbers are numbers, and statistics can be used any way you want them. I mean, I know the numbers suggest that this offense wasn't bad, you know, in, in a number of different areas. But when all said and done, this is a league where you're going to have to throw the ball, mm-hmm. and you're going because the the percentage-wise explosive plays come out of the passing game, not the run game. Yeah. And and your explosive plays can't can't just come off play action. You have to have a drop back passing game that you can create explosives with your your route concepts, with receivers that can win one on one. You know, that's that's part of football. I mean, you guys watch all these games. You see there's, you know, teams win one on one on the outside sometimes. That's that's part of football. You know, I remember having a great conversation with Chris Spielman a few years ago and I, I when he was still an announcer. And I said to him, what's the first thing you look for when you prepare for a game? Because I was curious because I sit and watch tape and I'm curious because I, I always thought he was a great announcer. And I was curious what his his worldview was. And he said, the first thing I look for are matchups. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be able to win matchups in this league. And, you know, in the past game, you know, you, sometimes you got to line up, drop back and throw the football and you got to be able to do that. And if the only way you can do it is play action, uh, look, the touchdown they hit was was the kinds of things you got to do, you know, mm-hmm. to A.J. Brown. Second and 16, late in the third quarter, um, the Bengals played two-man coverage. A woozy was matched on, on Brown, who was number one to the boundary, and Brown beat him one-on-one, and Tannehill made a great throw. You got to do more of those kinds of things. You know, that has to be more a part of your offense, not the exception, not in every once in a while. Well, and that quarterback's under contract for next year, and I don't see any way out of that. So, uh, And you know what? Tannehill is not a bad thrower of the football. That's the thing. It's not like you're dealing with a guy who can't throw. You know, he throws a good ball. See you, you know? Go ahead, So, Rick. again, I, I'm not – it's not – first of all, you know, I'm not ripping any coaches. There's right. different philosophies. You know, so whether – you know, whether you guys think it's downing, whether it comes from Vrabel, mm-hmm. it, it, it's irrelevant. It, it – there needs to be just an expansion of the pass game in order to compete with teams that they're likely have to going to compete with if they want to get where they want to go. Especially if Rabel truly believes, you know, people say a lot of things to the press and that's fine. You know, I I don't view what coaches say after games or in the off season as, you know, I I don't think that should be etched on, you know, a monument, you know, they, they say stuff just because that's what they have to say at the moment. But if he truly, truly believes that that's Titans football, and that's the way we we play, you always are going to be then in these kinds of games where one play can lose the game. You don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. Good stuff today. Yep. Thank you, man, Greg. Great job, Greg. Appreciate, Appreciate it, there, man. People are responding all over the place to, mm-hmm. uh, to this conversation. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, there there are fans out there that have made up their mind about the quarterback and or the offensive coordinator. So, uh, you know, they're pretty well, fired up one way or the other. 
So pre- yeah. yeah, appreciate the conversation, man. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. All right, Greg Cosell. At Greg Cosell, uh, get him on the install with Buck. Stuff uh, to unpack right there, boy. Uh, yeah, that's true. That was quite a bit. I mean, right Eli there. Apple sat on that route because it was Nick Westbrook. Because it ain't no other routes, apparently. Well, it was Nick Westbrook Aquino. Is he going to beat you deep? I don't I don't know. At the retail 1045, we'll be right back. Hmm. <laughs> It's a pretty big football game coming up. I know Titans fans still pissed. I get it. But uh, got some good football coming up this weekend. And uh, Marshall Falk joins us from betonline.net. Marshall, what's up? How are you, man? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're good. Um, what What was your range of emotion watching that uh, Chiefs-Bills thing? Like, as a former offensive player, just watching those... Off at 25 points in the last two minutes? Well, I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, you know, there, there was this thought, and, and, and I'll be honest, it was like, oh, man, Josh Allen just arrived and said, Mahomes, I got you. Like, I'm the new I'm the new, <laughs> new kid on the block. And Mahomes was like, nah, not yet, buddy. Not yet. Oh. That that's like epic. I feel so good for quarterback play in our league, and these young the, the young guys, um, they they have us you know feeling really good. A lot of these organizations they should feel good about the franchises, their franchise quarterback that they have, um, especially these young th- these three. Uh, I mean these the, the let's see. Uh, those three, and I'm including Josh Allen and yeah. you know Allen and Burrow and Mahomes. Yeah, you know it's that that th- those three right that that was just like that was awesome, and um and and, and I can't leave I can't leave out what Garoppolo was able to do. You know it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't his best. It didn't look like what we what we accustomed to it looking like, but. But he got the job done, you know, and I just um, – I have to give him some kind of props. Yeah, because that's the one outlier, right, is Garoppolo. Like when you start talking about the yeah. quarterbacks that are left, and, and it's such a quarterback-driven league, and, and I'm sure you enjoy that uh, given the, the fact that you played on those Rams teams that was uh, just moving oh, love up it. and down the field. Flat out love it. Yeah, and so – like, out, Flat out love it. From a Titan perspective, can the Titans get over that hump and win a Super Bowl with the kind of offensive style that they have in today's NFL? They can. We're watching. We, you're watching San Francisco. You're, you're watching the 49ers. But but here's my here's my thing about the Titans. There's no reason why they can't be dynamic on offense. They have the components. Yeah. I don't know why they're playing that type of game. Like it, it, I, I just, I, I really don't understand why they're playing that type of game. They have the components to, 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 to be dynamic. I mean, I've, I've watched him go up and down the field. Um, I mean, Tannehill, for as limited as he looked like in Miami, um, somebody's worked with him in, in his accuracy and his ability to lead. And, 
you know, not just run around the field, but actually throw the ball around the field. Uh, he's he's improved, man. They, there's no reason they shouldn't be dynamic. I, I don't understand why they're, you know, maybe it's Brable. He like, you know, he likes the that old archaic way, or maybe he thinks that that's the best way to protect his defense. But offensively, they have it. So what do you think about these two matchups? Again, uh, betonline.net, check out the check out the website. They've got all kinds of props and and uh that's that's where you can get this thing done. But but let's start with the AFC. What what do you, does is Joe Burrow fearless enough to go into Kansas City and get it done or are the Bengals just too limited at this point uh in their evolution, two seasons from a two-win season? Um is it all Chiefs all the time? Know, right? Like we we don't know. Like we want to say all Chiefs all the time. Literally, um, yeah. the Chiefs have given up seven. Uh, and, and I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm taking Cincinnati in the seven. I think it's moved up to seven and a half now. Uh, I, I like, I, I just like what I've seen from Joe Burrow. He doesn't look like the normal young quarterback, wide-eyed. Um, and I know it's going to be on the road in Kansas City. It's going to be super loud. There's something about what he's able to do. He, 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 he more resembles the Joe Montana and the Joe Namath, you know, He's that kind of Joe. He's not just your average Joe out there at quarterback, and this is going to be telling for him. And I think Kansas City's defense is perfect for them. I just think they have to not get too far away from the other Joe, which is Mixon. They need to run the ball just a little bit more so they don't put all the pressure on Burrow. Nine sacks is a lot for a quarterback. That's a lot of hits. That's a lot of hits, man. That's a lot of hits. So – I'm I'm going with listen. I like the I like the over in this game. I like Cincinnati with seven. All right, where where are you on the NFC game? Then uh, we talked a little bit about the 49ers. Um, uh, the Rams survived that dramatic comeback uh, with with an. I still don't know why. I still don't know why Marshall they went cover zero on that last play. Hey man, it's crazy, man. Listen, let's don't 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 think about don't think about the don't think about. Let's let's not move there. The, the Rams they almost gave it up, but he's Brady. Yeah. You, you have to expect that from Brady. And 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 listen, nothing nothing but nothing but that from him. He, I knew he was going to find a way to get that team in position. And here's the reality: if you really pay attention to it, what Matthew Stafford did was genius. He quick snapped the ball, and they didn't get a chance to set up their pressure. He quick snapped the ball. They weren't ready. They were not ready defensively. And because of that, Lamonte Davis standing with his hand on his hip. A couple of the guys, Sue was just putting his hands down. He had to hurry up and rush. Caught him off guard. And they were just not ready. Hey, defensive backs at that point in time, late in the game, you lose your you lose your eye discipline. Yeah. Caught him with his eyes in the backfield. Cooper Cup went by him. Last thing you think in cover zero that they could get that ball off. All balls are thrown short versus cover zero. The last thing you think is they can get up a deep ball up the middle. That's <laughs> the last play. <laughs> so do you like the Rams in that matchup? What is it, three and a half at this point? I like the Rams in that one. Yeah. I, I think it's low, low scoring. I think I, I like the Rams. I think it's low scoring. And um, I, I like the under on that one. I got gotcha. you. Hey, uh, have you had a chance to see American Underdog, the Kurt Warner uh, movie? I have. I did, man. I, I did. I saw it, man. too. I was, it's really I good, was at the premiere. It? it is, man. It is. And, um, 
you know, I, I always tell people every time, I don't care, interview, talk to people, Kurt Warner is the best man that I know. And people say, oh, whatever. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. That movie, it, it really depicts who that man is and how he is and just what he means to not just like, what he, not what he meant to, not just, not just um, the Rams or the Cardinals, but, but to his family as well. Like he is, he, and I said, the best man that I know. Love that dude. So happy for him. There you go, Mark. So always enjoy the visits, man. Uh, appreciate you, brother. And uh, it's going to be fun this weekend. Looking forward to it. All right, there he is. He's Marshall Falk. BetOnline.net is the uh, is the website. They're showing uh, the Cooper Cup play uh, momentarily here on the NFL Network. I'm trying to see watch. a quick snap. Yeah, um, and there it was. It was so quick <laughs> I missed it. Um, when we come back, 5 o'clock hour, time for uh, you guys to weigh in. 615-737-1045.